claim in our eyes will just be created a slightly different from what they are when we talk to see might start every show like that or maybe a different word i don't know i kind of like podcast that'll make sense when people get further into this episode okay right now it's just like why is he whispering podcast makes sense a little bit later how are you doing tonight allison i'm doing well can we tell everyone how many times we've done yeah this is the third time because i didn't have allison's microphone on so (laughs) sorry about that I had turned it off when I was talking to John because I didn't need your microphone on then. Why pick up extraneous noises? Mm-hmm. And then you came in and I forgot to turn your microphone on. So here we go. Take three. I feel like that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> How so? Just accidentally leaving my mic off. Oh, t- nonsense. I love you. John and I, on October 28th, right before Halloween, went to Pottstown, Pennsylvania, to the Pottstown Regional Public Library. Not to check out books, although John did buy a book while he was there. Mm -hmm. They had a book sale. He bought a book while he was there. It was a horror book, too, as a matter of fact. So on theme again. But no, the library is haunted. And they were having ghost tours. And they asked us out. And they let us interview the folks that worked there. And they let us record the ghost tour. And they let us have access to the library. It was a fun and very, very interesting night. We'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that... I want to thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you so much. We could not do Strange Familiars without you, without our patrons. Nothing. No Strange Familiars. Does not exist. So thank you so much. If you like Strange Familiars and you want to hear more Strange Familiars, you can go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars and become a patron. All of our patrons get two full episodes of Strange Familiars every month, exclusive to our patrons. Sometimes we do more. In October, we did three. Our patrons also get ad-free versions of the regular episodes, the regular weekly episodes. So if you don't like ads, Patreon's the place to go. Again, it's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All right, let's go ahead and get to this haunted library. How are you doing tonight, John? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are things at Riverbend Comics? Not too bad. We're actually uh, caught up on things for a change. We're typically kind of behind. Uh, it's been a little slower the past month than we'd like to see, but it means that we're actually catching up on our backlog of work to do. and it's, So it's all good in the end. You know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I think maybe we should announce a sale on Department of Truth. Oh, we should do that. We should. We're still sitting on a bunch of copies of the amazing cover you did for Department of Truth number 15 with the Mothman. And I would love to get those into people's hands. And we have plenty of time to ship them out if you want to buy them for all your friends for the holidays or stock up extra copies of yourself. Or if you didn't get one before, now's your chance. And I think we'll drop the price a bit since they've been out for a while. And sort of, we're doing a lot of end-of-the-year sales at 
riverbendcomics.com and our eBay page just to try to move out some stocks. So what are you thinking? 50% off Department of Truth? Yeah, let's do it. All right. In fact, as soon as I'm done with this conversation, I will get on our website and make that change. Check it out, riverbendcomics.com. Okay. Very good. I didn't have you on tonight to talk about comics, John. That's right. We will do that another night, though. We never have an end of comic conversation to have. What are we here to talk about tonight? Well, we're here to talk about the Friday before Halloween in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. So it was Friday, October 28th. Yeah, so it was right before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So we had the good fortune to be invited to the Pottstown Regional Public Library by Caitlin Johnson. She's one of the workers there. And she said, hey, we're having an event. Our library's haunted. We'd like you to come out, talk to some people, and, you know, see what happens. And you can do an investigation. And they very graciously allowed us to record there as well. Yeah, it was quite a night. Now, I say this in the recording at some point, but it's worth saying again. And a lot of times people say, you know, oh, yeah, the place I work is haunted. And you go, you know, it's not that I disbelieve them, but you go, okay. Like, cause, you know, stuff happens, right? I think people bring energy to places, and sometimes that energy can manifest in different ways. And sometimes, a, you know, something will fall off a shelf, right? Sometimes you'll get a cold spot. And a lot of times, I'm not saying they're not haunted. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of times when I get invited to places, I go and it's like, okay, you know, this is, you know, maybe a little creepy, but... I think it's a romantic thing. I think, you know, like a lot of people think, sure. want to think this place is haunted, this place is haunted. So I went in with very, very low expectations and I came out completely blown away. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I, I kind of expected to get down there and find out that the one staff member who invited us was really into it and the rest of the staff were pretty oblivious and just kind of, you know, there and to find out that everybody on the staff was like, all on the same page with this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, they all seem to have at least one story, if not multiple. Before we get started, I want to thank Caitlin for having us out to the Pottstown Regional Public Library. And I want to let everybody know, we're going to have a link in the show notes that if you want to make a donation to them, they were very gracious. Let us come out there. Let us record the show. They talked to us. They let us record their ghost tour. And they're a public library. I'm sure they can always use some help. So if you want to help them out, there's a link in the show notes. And I would feel really good about that because they were very, very nice to us. Yeah, it's always good to donate to your local library. But if you're listening to this episode and you get something out of it, throw them a few bucks because they made it happen. Yeah, it looks good that we're probably going to be going back. I can't wait. I'm so excited to go back to this one. So let's just start with the tour. And our tour guide was James Kerrigan. And he took us first to the basement in the children's department. You'll hear a lot of clicking. That's people turning on and off their flashlights. We were touring uh, by flashlight, basically. They had a lot of the lights off. So that's the clicking sound you'll hear during the tour. So, down here in the children's department, we have all kinds of fun programs for all ages. I'm sure that everyone who's seen our Facebook page has seen uh, Dance Time with Making Music with Mr. Mike. Always a fun program. But sometimes it's not just people who are the ones who get to have fun down in the children's department. Sometimes it's sounds and experiences that we can't quite write off as just the building settling. Over here 
we have the very packed staff closet, as you can see. It's full of arts and crafts and other things. We also have had staff members who've said that they've heard people banging on the door, that they've heard people whispering when they're in the staff closet, again, when they're the only people in the department. And we have the stairs that go out that way. And actually, if you go all the way into the back, we can't for safety reasons, but if you go all the way in the back, swing a right and then a left, there's actually a secret staircase that lets you up to the main floor. I didn't tell the other tour that, so you, you get that bonus piece of information. But that's usually kept shut. Over here is the staff break room. Always a place of horrors, the break room. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever had to clean out the fridge, you know what I mean. And I've had experiences of being in the break room and suddenly getting very cold. We've had a staff member who, when they were in the facilities in the break room, said when they were the only person in this building, said that they heard someone banging on the wall and the door trying to get into the facilities while they're there. We had a small EMF reader that we actually ordered as part of a ghost hunting kit that we're putting together for the library. And just for a laugh, I decided to go around the library and see what I could find. And one place that it did spike was over by the lockers. When I was going over there, there's one locker that I believe it still has the name of the uh, staff member who used to work here on it. And it was Spike, you know, around there. So that was my little fun the other day um, while I was walking around. Yes? What's that door over there? That door on the right? Mm -hmm. So that leads to an area where we have an electric box, and that's where all the telephone lines are, and that's also just a storage closet, oh, yeah. too, down that way. So. And what year was the building built? That I actually don't know off the top of my okay. head, unfortunately. It was the early 1920s. The building is yes. 100 years old. Okay. Yes, so it was actually the Pottstown Post Office up until the early 1960s, and then it became the Pottstown Library in the early 1960s after the library moved from its original location. The library used to be located where the Wells Fargo, or I guess the Wells Fargo just went out of business there. Mm -hmm. There used to be a mansion there that used to house the library. Yeah. If you go up to the mezzanine, we actually have a couple of pictures of the old library and one of the reading rooms up there, and I'll point them out when we go up to the balcony as well. So we're going to walk over down this way, please. Yes, sir. Well, that's uh, something that we'll talk about in just a minute, actually. I'll tell you a little story about that. All right, so I'm going to ask if everyone can just kind of stand around the carpet, please this very nice, very colorful carpet. This is an area where we used to have the desks for the children's department. And this is actually the area where we have one of the unfortunate occurrences that I know to be true in this building. We actually had a staff member who worked in the children's department by the name of Virginia, who actually passed away in the building before my time. Her desk would have been around this area where the carpet is now. She had been complaining that she was not feeling very well. She had very intense jaw pain, and she had a heart attack and passed down here. Mm -hmm. S several people who've been in this department, worked in this department, have said that they've heard voices of someone shushing them when they're the only person in this department, which is appropriate for a library encounter, if you ask me. They've also experienced jaw pain as well, which she had also complained of right before she passed. And in terms of whether or not the library is haunted, which you just asked me, young sir, when I was 
here during COVID. There was a period of time where the only people allowed in the building were myself, the director, the bookkeeper, and the head of the children's department. And one day I decided I was going to put away picture books, which you can see we have a lovely selection of picture books right over there. And I was putting them away, you know, just kind of minding my own business. And I heard something from, you know, behind me on the left. And I turned around and I saw very clearly a middle-aged woman in a dark black navy blue dress walk past very briskly you know knowing where they were going you know this person knew where they were going they were you know uh, not just idling around and I said excuse me can I help you ma'am 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 the building is closed to the public and got no response and she went around the corner towards the elevator and I then got up because I thought, oh, a patron's wandered in even though the building's supposed to be closed to the public because these things happen, you know. I went around, the elevator had been called down, there was nobody here, there was nobody in, in this floor. I went up to the second floor where our bookkeeper was at the time working on some paperwork and I said, Tracy, is there any way that anyone could be in this building? And she stopped and she goes, okay, what happened? because she had been very aware of stories about ghosts and she was someone who was very sensitive to these kind of things. And I described what I saw and she said, oh, that was probably Virginia. Don't mind her, she doesn't interact with uh, people. You know, she just kind of goes about what she would have done when she was still working here, when people have seen her. So that's my experience, whether you think that it's a true ghost story or maybe I just needed some more coffee that day, I don't know. But that's my one experience and that's the one thing that I've never really been able to explain away in my time here. And we've also had, speaking of the elevator room down there, we've had a couple of encounters with something or someone that likes to play around with the lights. So for example, we've had staff close up at the end of the evening They've turned off the lights, they come back over, the lights are back on. They go turn them off again. Both switches are in the off position, they come back over, the lights are back on. Of course, they didn't do it for us tonight, but you know, I mean, we can't have everything. We've also had a couple children's books oh, yes. around here fly off the shelf. A couple hocus. Halloweens ago hocus. was Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Um, and it would be just like on display, like right over here. We didn't have these tables here, and the book would be right in the middle kind of like from over there to about where James is right now, flat open. And it happened on more than one occasion and it kept opening to the same page. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. When you saw Virginia, was she walking in that room? Or like, did she do anything in there? So she just walked past, very much like, you know, just someone going about their day, you know, just going from one part of where they're working to another part of where they're working didn't respond to me at all in any way, shape, or form. And I thought at first, like I said, that it was just someone who had come in not realizing we were closed. Because again, that has happened. But I've never had gone after somebody to say, I'm sorry, the building's closed, and you know they weren't there. So, all right, so we're going to head over this way, and we're actually going to go through the processing department, which is Nicole's office. We're gonna head right this way. We're going to walk right through Nana's Corner, which is dedicated to the memory of Mary Diamond, who is an employee of the Pottstown Library. Her family was very generous and donated uh, to create a little corner for us for uh, early literacy and picture books. And we're going to go up to the second floor now.
Virginia, I think, is important. That's the name yeah. of the entity they thought they saw down there. It might be important. Everyone should keep that in mind. So then we went up to the second floor, which we didn't really spend a lot of time in. Just basically we're there for the tour. So much was happening for us on the other floors that we didn't even yeah. get time to spend much on the second floor. But yeah, we should spend a little more time there next time. Yeah, definitely. Walking through these pictures that are framed here, you can see that there's a historical map of Pottstown. This is also the building that the library was housed in before it was at 500 East High Street. And here are two pictures of the reading rooms. If you'd like to follow me this way, please. So if you look out the windows here, you'll see our parking lot. Looks like a normal parking lot because it is a parking lot. We've had several incidences, particularly over the past summer, where we've had patrons who have said, do you have security cameras in your parking lot? And we say, well, yes, you know, we have the security cameras. I, Why? Well, because I walked out and my trunk is open. There's no reason for it to be open. I'm pretty sure I closed it before I came in. And we would go back and we'd look over the security cameras and we can see on the security cameras, nobody's around it, nothing's going on, no one tapped their car or anything like that, just trunk whoop, open. And this happened on multiple cars. It happened to staff cars, patron cars. It happened every make and model, you know, we're all different. Nobody had a recall out as far as I could tell, but we genuinely have no idea what was going on with that. And I would say pretty much during our summer reading program, we had that at least, you know, ev like every two weeks for the entirety of summer reading for about three, four months that that was going on. Still have no idea what's going on there. So maybe, maybe someone uh, felt cheeky, wanted to play a little joke there. On this balcony level here is our nonfiction collection. This is where we have another entity in the library that we have taken to calling Gladys. I have no idea where that name came from, but I do, I do know that that's what everybody calls her. And Gladys is, let's say, a slightly helpful entity, whatever Gladys is, because Gladys has a tendency to take books from one end of the nonfiction collection and make them turn up at the other end of the nonfiction collection in the middle of the floor when no one else is in the building, things that have no business being where they're found. A particular favorite of Gladys's is a collection of New Yorker cartoons. I don't know, maybe she just wanted to have a laugh, but it's supposed to be at about the midpoint where Nicole's standing, and I found it all the way in the biographies in the middle of the floor. I found it down with the spirituality books, appropriate. I found it in the very middle, and always right in the middle of the aisle, and nowhere near the aisle it's supposed to be in. We've also had books that have appeared on the wrong floor. I've had a couple of times that nonfiction books have made their way to the middle of the floor in the fiction section. So a couple of times these have actually been things that people have lost that they were going to have to pay to replace. So anytime that that's kind of come up, we're just kind of like, oh, thank you, Gladys. You know, we found that. Um, we've also had books fall off of the shelves during staff meetings when no one's up here. All the staff is on the main floor. We're not open to the public and we've heard things fall off from up here. And again, they're not anywhere near where they're supposed to be. So that's Gladys, the slightly helpful spirit that we've on this floor. Any questions? 
when you hear them fall, yes. do you always find books? Or do you sometimes hear it without finding the books? Most of the time that I've heard things fall, I can honestly say I've never had that I heard something fall and never found anything. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I can't, I don't know, Nicole, have you ever had anything that it was a total? There's always been a book. Always been a book. Yep. Yes. But most of the time, it's not where it would belong. So it's not just like something was just placed badly and fell off of the shelf. It's like something showed up way apart from where it's right. supposed so to be. Right, so you would expect to find it here, but it's actually yeah. three Yeah, it's like three somewhere. aisles over in the dead center of the aisle. Um, yes, sir. Um, have you seen any like books not in the building, like say in the parking lot? That's a good question. I will say I've not seen them in the parking lot, but I have seen books that appeared at our front door, but I'm pretty sure that that was somebody who didn't realize we had a book drop <laughs> uh, because they were in a plastic baggie with a little note saying, you know, I'm returning my books. But that's a good question, and I'll definitely keep an eye out because, who knows, maybe you're giving Gladys an idea. Oh, who knows? Geez. Maybe that'll pop right up. There. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, okay. So we're going to make our way up to the attic. This is a staff-only area, so again, please do be careful as you're walking up that way. Nicole is going to lead us up to the attic. Go ahead, boys. All right, and then we went up to the attic. When you're listening to this, there was a couple kids on the tour, and they were fascinated by the idea of the podcast, and one of the kids, while it was recording, was whispering into the mic, podcast. Oh, I'm no kidding. <laughs> so if people hear strange whispering, that's what it is. This, these are not EVPs. We do have some EVPs coming up, but if you hear anything extraneous in this part, it's just the, the kid that... Uh, playing around with the microphone he was cute i didn't want to stop him you know <laughs> like he seemed like he was having fun yeah for sure all right so here's the attic out of the entire building this is probably the area that's been the least renovated since it was the post office if you take a look, you can actually still see some of the fixtures are still intact. You can see we have some of the old um, window shades are still up on the railing. This is the area that it used to be offices when it was the post office, administrative offices, sorting, etc. You can still see the numbers on the door. When we turn the corner, you're actually going to see one of the old washrooms or bathrooms, whatever terminology you prefer that they had here. We've had some interesting historical discoveries, including a half-used bar of soap that was abandoned and uh, what appears to be 50-year-old toilet paper. So just, uh, we didn't test, it seemed worse than one ply. So up here we've had staff members, Zach and Allison, who have said that they've experienced noises, knocks, again, people shushing. My experience up here, unfortunately, is not much of a, an experience. I had one time that I heard someone kind of say, excuse me, and I thought that I was the only person up here, and you know, I was turned around convinced that I was going to see some kind of ghost, and it turned out it was actually our board president who was up here <laughs> sorting through some donations for the friends. Um, I didn't realize she was up behind me, so, but that was my exercise for the day, you know, the panic attack from that. 
Up here, we've also had a couple of times that the windows that are over here have been open, that there's no reason that they should be open. Down at the other end, unfortunately, it's not part of the tour, but down at the other end, we have had uh, windows that were open that I came up here one day looking for a ream of paper. The window was open and I texted our director, you know, who's going to come out onto the roof with me and make sure that no one is sneaking around up there. And Nicole was game and we went out onto the roof and, you know, so nothing uh, too unusual there. If you'll pardon me, I'm going to take us around this corner here. Why are there doors on the roof? So these oh. used to be offices. Oh, uh, oh, you mean these? Yeah, the doors on the roof. Yeah, so these are actually windows um, that they used to be able to open up. Yeah. Like a skylight? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that they used to be able to open those up. And on sunny days, you can actually get, there's you know dirt and things all over them now, but you can actually get sunlight through here. On sunny days, you don't need electricity. You can just walk through. If you'd like to follow me this way. Has any of the roof lights been open? Some of them are kind of tilted open. There's something partially covering them right now so the rainwater doesn't get in. And you can see, too, on the floor here is the glass tile that they had. This Someone on the previous tour asked whereabouts this would have looked down through. We would be floating slightly by the balcony at this point, so nobody stomp on the glass too hard and find out whether we would land in the balcony or on the main floor and hurt ourselves. If you look over here, you can see another storage area. This ladder here actually leads up to the rooftop. We have a lot of shelving units over here that have been used. We also have collections of the Pottstown newspapers that a gentleman has wrapped to keep pre preventing them from getting damaged. You know, at this time we're looking to trying to get them either digitized or preserved and uh, see if there's anything we can do to make that accessible. We do currently have most of them on microfilm, but we do have some originals still. So if you want to come through and take a look over here, you can see the storage area, and then the window that Nicole and I uh, climbed out of to see if there was anyone on the roof is down at that end there. It's a little bit blocked off at the moment. Does anyone have any questions? Um, what's behind that door back there? Which door? It's like all the way in the back? Yeah. So all the way in the back there, you can even just see it. That is where there's a furnace. There's also another storage area and another bathroom was back there. That's actually where we found the very old bar of soap, hmm. uh, which I hope no one tried to use. Um, has anyone ever had experiences with the chairs? I can't say that anyone's told me that they have experiences with the chairs specifically. I do know that people have heard like knocking noises or sounds of things being moved about but they never said explicitly that it sounded like a chair or a table or anything like that, just things moving around in the attic. Okay. So we're hoping at some point in the near future, say the next decade or so, to renovate the attic actually and be able to turn it into an office and meeting space for people in the library. Mm -hmm. It's a it's great space, mm -hmm. it's got good bones. I'm a big believer in trying to keep as much of the original design as possible. I mean, you don't get tile like this no. anymore. Right. Yeah, um, so here's hoping that we'll be able to do something with that. 
we've got some fun plans coming up, so hopefully we'll be able to make that happen. Because again, this would be a really cool space. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't even know that this is up here because it's not open to the public. So you're some of the lucky few who get to say, I've gone up to the attic. I have a question that yes, sir. you or Nicole could speak to. Okay. So working in an environment like this where you have such regular experiences and the fact that this is like something most of the staff, it seems like, have experienced it mm -hmm. and sort of embraced. Mm -hmm. Like what has that shared experience done to like the culture of the staff? Does that sort of bonded you all together and more as a staff or? It just seems like it's such an interesting thing to come to work and everyone here knows that this happens and experiences it and <laughs> it's sort of a part of the work environment. I think most of us it has like bonded us because like, oh, did you hear this story? Or do you know about this one? Or did you see that? Or did you feel that? Like it kind of brings us together. We do have a couple people who are like, ghosts, nope. They're, they're like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. That's me. But, yeah. <laughs> but I do think it kind of just like, it's something fun for us to like talk about and be like, hey, did you see this? that book just flew on the floor again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, you know, libraries are places of community, and I would definitely say that this has definitely been a community bonding experience for the staff. You know, we definitely have stories that we repeat, you know, whenever we go out and we have, you know, like we have a holiday party, you know, at the end of the year usually, or, you know, in the middle of a long staff meeting, you know, when, or like when technology isn't working, we'll be like, hey, do you remember when this thing happened? You know, do you remember when, uh, uh, you know, we were both in the children's department and we heard, you know, someone cough and there wasn't anyone there and then we heard someone shush us and nobody was there you know and things like that you know it's not something that is like a negative experience for the staff it's something that we've all kind of been like oh this is just another one of those fun things that happened when I was at work it's nice you know it definitely is a bonding and cherished experience at least as far as I'm concerned yeah. has it made a believer out of anyone that previously wasn't that one I can't entirely speak to. I will say that for myself, I'm a fairly skeptical person. You know, I mean, I, you know, had a goth phase like most teenagers, you know, but I will say that I definitely, in terms of what I saw in the children's department, I definitely believe that I saw something. You know, I definitely, and it was very vivid that it was a middle-aged woman in a dark dress. Like, that is very much something that I believe I did see. All right, anything else? Any other questions? Going once, going twice. All right, we're gonna make our way back down to the main floor if you'd like to follow Nicole, please. After we were done with the tour, went back down and you know, met with some people and I had my books set up there. I sold a few books and then they let us have access to the whole library. So we got access to parts that people in the ghost tour didn't have. And they had it like taped off so people couldn't go in certain areas because it was dangerous and stuff. And they said, you guys have at it. And they gave us access to the whole building. We went back up to the attic first and I'm going to play this first part. We heard this clack or this click or whatever it is. We heard it across the attic. It wasn't a flashlight. This was not a flashlight. It's a big attic. Yeah, so. yeah. This click was not a flashlight. Uh, we'll go ahead and play this, and then we'll play the clacking sound by itself three times. Ooh. 
We're in the very spooky attic of the Pottstown Public Library. What did you think of the tour? It was really interesting. I mean, just, just the fact that the entire staff has like experienced stuff is really yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. It's a creepy building. You know, we're saying that as we're standing here in this attic. Yeah, it was neat. What'd you think? It's enough stuff happening to enough different people where you go, okay, all right, something's here. Now, is this ghosts or is this accumulated energy of people over time? You know, this has been a library, would they say, since the 20s or something? Since the 1920s, so it's 100, it's 100 years old. The building's 100 years old. Oh, the building's 100 it's years old. It's been a okay. library since the 70s. Library since the, oh, only the 70s, okay. But it was a post office before. Post office up so people were coming and going. It's, yeah. you know, completely liminal space. Yeah, so the question is, is it just accumulated energy or something, or is it? Or are there actual spirits here? You know, if we yeah. want to make that distinction, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I asked her when we came up here earlier what year that Virginia had passed away. Mm -hmm. And the answer that I got was no one knows. Hmm. And they said, we're all librarians, we know how to do research, and we can't find the answer to that question. That's it. So. That's interesting. So here's something, I heard something over there. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know if, um, so it sounded more like it was like a story passed on from the early staff. Yeah. So this is a, this is a uh, attic of a library, and it's being used for storage. And it is, I mean, there's every every direction you look, there's just piles and stacks and things. So it's so you, you were talking about would you say well, Virginia was her name, right? Yeah. There's a little sound over here. Could have just been something subtle. All right, so we have a couple maybe sounds in this too. So in this next one, we're in the records room or what they call the records room. They have some old newspapers and stuff in there. At the end of this clip, there's this long exhale and we've kind of been going back and forth as to whether that's you or not exhaling. Yeah. We're not sure. Yeah. If there is Virginia or, or, or anyone who would like to comment, we are running a tape, so we can hear you. There's a stuffed man here, or stuffed entity. Yeah, headless stuffed person. An, an, an effigy. Definitely pretty creepy up here. Yeah, um, we haven't seen the creepy part yet. Oh, okay. So, um, you want to see the, it's a little labyrinthine too. It's, 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 uh, I was just up here earlier while you were selling books and, um, It's almost hard to remember your way around. So I wanna, I wanna, I have goosebumps right now just walking into this room. Mm -hmm. And this happened earlier when I was with them coming Interesting. Out I even mentioned it to them that I got hit with goosebumps and that is not normal for me. It's not something that normally happens. Well, it's definitely a temperature change in here. Now, is it because there's windows here or? Yeah, they're not the most insulated windows. This, this window here that I'm pointing at um, that is duct tape shut is the one that continuously opens. Okay. Um, that they said uh, they've had to close multiple times to the point where they apparently duct taped it shut. And have a piece of wood here bracing against it as well. Wow. Wow. I mean, they got duct tape. That's the yeah. joke. <laughs> so in the, the farmhouse where I grew up, I woke up one night, uh, late teens, not as a kid. And uh, there was a, it's like a 
kind of half spiral staircase that went up to my room from the kitchen and another that went up to the attic. Uh-huh. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the door to the attic was open. And I taped it right shut wow. after that. I'm like, I'm not having this open again. It's not happening. All right, so a couple things. You up for stepping up here? Uh, wow, that's a big step. This is a big step. I'll hand the recorder to you. All right. So I don't even know what you would call this little room, but we just had to step up. Oh, two and a half feet? Yeah, yeah. Better part of three concrete. Feet. And around this corner is a hole to your death. Oh, okay. So this... Don't fall. Um, yeah, I don't want to do that. This leads down to an unknown room. So there's, there's a, a ladder here. I don't know if you can see that. And this ladder goes down to what they think is the the basement level, but they haven't been able to identify down there where that room is. Wow. And the ladder itself is metal with round rungs and super dusty. And I was thinking, maybe I'll climb down there. And I immediately envisioned myself slipping on the dust. And yeah. So I'm not going to climb down there. Yeah, I don't think that's the best idea. But I will see if I can take a picture. Oh, you want me to hold the light? No, I actually want to use the light to oh. shine down the light. Okay. All right, so. This is the ancient shower stall. Huh. With the very old soap. <laughs> Strange. Because you'd want to shower in the post office. Yeah, the top corner of the attic. You're right. This is a little bit labyrinthine. I almost heard a wrong turn there. So what the people can't see, and, and they, he talked about on the tour too, is there's this glass tile on the floor that if it was, I guess, I, I presumably if it was lit up down there, we could see light coming through. Yeah. It's really neat. Now, is this what they called in the records room or the newspaper room or something like that? Um, go and look to your right. You see, yeah, this is it. Yeah, because they said this was like maybe the most active place up in the attic. Yeah, back in this, man, this, uh, holy cow, this, what, a, what a sight. Uh, what she was saying that there was well, often movement or something going on around where all these chairs are. Mm -hmm. This is the room that they don't like to come up to. Even when they came up earlier to take that tape down, they, I saw that they came up together and I asked them, and they said, yeah, it's a body system thing. We're going to up there by ourselves. Really? Yeah. That was me, not a ghost. Should have brought an extra recorder. We could have left one up here while we went down. Oh, you're right. I wasn't thinking. And I mean, as much stuff has happened, we should come back here again. Well, I guess these are all the newspapers. Oh, yeah. These are all the, the actual newspapers. That's amazing. As someone who loves going through old newspapers, I like salivate when I see stacks of old newspapers that haven't been digitized yet yeah it's so, amazing yeah it means that there's stories in there there's stories in there it's really neat though it would be fun to go through this
And I, I was playing it for my family earlier and surveying them what they thought. And sort of the consensus was that it is, it's possible that it was me because I do, I do sigh sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to that originally, I kind of just expected to say, oh, that was me. But something about it, like the length of it, it's like a longer sigh than I think I would normally make. Yeah, it's pretty and, long. It's a long exhale, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like me to me. So I'd say it's, it's inconclusive at this point. Yeah. Interesting to hear. Yeah. Leave that as a maybe, but we'll go ahead and play that three times. All right, here's this next section. And that clip ends with this this weird hum and EVP kind of sound. I don't know what it is. It's just a weird sound that I picked out. The kind of things they're talking about happening are not not like mice in the wall kind of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if a book falls, you, you say, well, okay, a book fell, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes a book, that happens, sometimes things fall. But when they talk about it, it not just falling, but it falling and being like three aisles over from where it should be. Right. That's, and in the middle, laying in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Not, like all akimbo, like it would have been fell. Right. Sometimes it open, they said, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. This, this room back here, man, this is the space. This, this is the room that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, let's see if anything shows up on the recording when we... So I'll go ahead and play that three times. I don't, I don't think it's an EVP. I don't, it doesn't sound like someone's saying something. I think we, we have one of those a little bit later. This just sounds just a weird sound, like a weird... It's almost a, almost a musical quality to it. Like That's why I yeah. call it a hum. All right, let me go ahead and play this next clip. We're still in the attic for all these clips. So this is just us spending time in the in the spooky attic. Anybody here? Anybody like this? Talk to us. We are running a recorder. We would like to hear what you have to say. Okay, it's, there's air returns here. That's why it's cooler here. Okay. Not taking away the creepiness. That's that hole in the roof is very creepy. Yeah. It's like. But that's. You can feel the the coolness when you step in front of these returns. This is a neat place. All the old fixtures up here still. It is just a crazy accumulation of stuff out there. Yeah. Like there's workbenches with stuff all over. Like someone must be using this space or else this stuff has just been there forever. It was interesting how you said, I'm going to say Virginia again with the hope that we hear another noise. But yeah. it's right when you were talking about Virginia, we heard that noise across the room. All right, that one ends. And it's really interesting because that first clack that we played that was across the attic. It happened right after either, I think I asked you what the name of the, the entity that they were saying they saw was. And you said, oh, Virginia. And then we, yeah. heard, we heard that clack across the attic. This happens 
right after I, I mentioned Virginia again, I said like, hey, Virginia or something like that. And then you hear this clack right away. Now, I don't know. We didn't stop and we didn't say, hey, did you hear that? So it might have been us that made this sound. I don't know. It is interesting that it just comes right after I say the name Virginia. Yeah, the timing of it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's right when you were talking about Virginia. Oh, we heard that noise across. Yeah. It's right when you were talking about Virginia. Oh, we heard that noise across. Yeah. It's right when you were talking about Virginia. Oh, we heard that noise across. Let's go ahead and play play this next section. We're going back and forth into these different rooms. And we're in this one room. It's interesting because you pointed it out right away. It's like, this is the room. Like you said, this is the spooky room. Yeah, I definitely felt that in that room. And it was the kind of thing where it would come and go, just walking. Because that room was situated between what what I'll call the large room. And then there were some smaller rooms in the back. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I could walk into that room feel it and then walk out to the other room and feel fine back into that room and immediately the goosebumps pop again and that was an interesting room oh this is another former bathroom site since that's the room we'll leave the recorder there and just we could either chill out here or just walk down to the next floor and look around and then come back and get it or something. Yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's do that. Let's lay it down here and just walk away and see what happens. Like, you just sit there mm-hmm. or over here. Maybe. Um, do you hear that bell? I heard that bell. Where did that bell come from? I don't know. We're standing next to a... Uh, there are some Christmas decorations. And I just literally jumped very hard on the floor to try and shake things. Yeah, I don't... And I don't think that was it. It sounded like it came from this direction, maybe? I feel like it was in the, I feel like it was in this room, but it was like muffled, like it was inside a... I definitely heard a bell. That was, that's, that's something, yeah. That's something. Uh, I'm just gonna look this way, just okay. see if there's any more Christmas decorations or anything that would be bell-like. If anyone rang a bell for us, we would love to hear it again. See some more Christmas things. I just... We definitely had a Christmas bell sound Yeah. Too. So at the end of that clip, there's a bell, and we both hear it. We both comment on it. We talked to the, the people who worked there, and they said we should not have been able to hear the elevator bell that far back in the attic, es- yeah. especially because the elevator wasn't up at the attic at that point. Right, right. Yeah, because we we actually 
we took that elevator down to the basement when we were done mm-hmm. kind of up there. And if I remember correctly, we had to wait for it to come up to where we were. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, so, it wasn't there. No one had come up. So this, yeah. I mean, this is like, a, I mean, I guess it could have been the elevator bell, but the, the elevator bell rang multiple times when it would come up, like when the door would open, it would ring like ding, 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 or, you know, this is just yeah. one bell we heard. So It sounded so much like a little Christmas bell. It really did. And there were a bunch of Christmas decorations around and stuff. I don't know. I'll leave the possibility that it was the elevator, like out there, but I don't know. So we'll go ahead and play that one now. Yeah, I don't know. I know you said the the clip I sent, you were having trouble hearing the bell. Did you get to hear it? Yeah, I did hear it. Once I put the earbuds in, I could hear it. And what are your feelings? You still think it's not elevator? I don't think it's the elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I remember that so, like, almost viscerally when it first rang that it was in the room with us. It felt like it. That's that's why I spent all the time, like, shaking those boxes of Christmas decorations, because I was trying to make the bell ring, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... You know, again, that kind of ties in with what happens a little bit later as well. Uh-huh. For sure. It was such a distinct little Christmas bell to me when I heard it. I really don't think it was the elevator. The next thing that happened is we left the recorder in that room and that sphere, and we walked away for about five minutes. So two things happened during that time. Number one, we found a window open. Now, if, on the tour, they specifically mentioned that sometimes windows would open in the attic. We found this window open. It's very high up. Like, we couldn't reach it. It definitely went to the outside. I don't know if you can describe it any better than I can. So they're like like skylight windows. Yeah. They're real high up. These yeah. are like, what, 12-foot ceilings or something? They're, yeah, they're like 12-foot ceilings. And, and the, there was like a row of, the, of those like skylight windows that bordered right at the top of the ceiling. And they were probably about, I don't know, three feet wide or so and like a foot tall. So real long and narrow windows that would pop open. I'm guess I'm guessing just to ventilate, you know, what what is probably a very hot attic space in, mm-hmm. in the summer. But when we were up there on the tour, they were not open. Correct. And we find this window open. So this is going on. Unfortunately we didn't have the recorder with us when we found the window open. But the recorder did pick up this sound and this is really, really interesting. So it's a click, a very distinct click. This sounds like it's very close to the mic on the recorder. I had this sitting on a table. There was nothing near it that could have fallen or anything. There's a very distinct click. Sounds close to the mic. And then there's this like breathy, whispery EVP. So first I'm going to play the clip with the click and the EVP. And now I'm going to play the EVP without the click, so you may maybe hear it a little bit better. Let me play that one more time, because it's pretty creepy sounding. All right, so we were going back and forth on what it could say. What did you land on? 
I originally thought it said something like we or she passed me, but the more I listened to it, I was hearing for like sort of like the like a hymn sound at the end, like I am. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we were talking about maybe like she, it was saying she passed him or we or passed we pa- him. We, we passed him. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough. Um, My great hope is that it's not saying we passed Tim. <laughs> I hope they don't know me by name. Yeah, we we don't want that. It's a crazy EVP though. Yeah, I've heard lots of different EVPs on various other you know shows and whatnot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we were nowhere near the recorder at this point. We were back in that records room, which is I mean, it's down the hall, and yeah, I mean, it's the big attic. The attic is, takes it's the entire building. You know, the, the size yeah, of the it's entire. So we were, I don't know, I mean, two rooms, a hallway and two rooms, and I don't know how many feet that would be, but quite a distance away. This was not us. Yeah, it's a neat recording. And I can't think of anything that would make a sound like that in the room that no one is in. You yeah, know, like, yeah. There wasn't, it wasn't a windy night, so there's no like wind banging against the windows. Um, it was a pretty quiet, like contained attic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't super cold, like it's gotten pretty cold here now, but it was a chilly night. Definitely the kind of night where if you leave those windows open, you're going to cool off the whole entire attic, probably the whole building, really. I'm going to go ahead and play that click EVP one more time, and then I'm going to play it without the click as well, just because it's so spooky, and I want people's opinions as to maybe what's being said. All right, so next we went down to the basement. Yeah, we took the elevator down to the basement, which is, which is funny. After being in that attic for so long, you know, and stepping into the, the elevator, which is which has lights in it, so it was very bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, then down to the basement where the, the children's book room is, which is where supposedly at one point in time Virginia's desk was, where she worked and where she actually died in that room, mm-hmm. which is kind of stunning. And there's some kind of like, I don't know if they had heat or air circulation or what going on, but the, it's, it's louder down there, so it's harder to pick up these sort of uh, anomalous sounds, if there were any. Somebody open a window up here? <laughs> Ringing bells, opening windows. If they say that window wasn't open, that's... Um, where to for now? Do you want to go to the basement? Uh, yeah, we can do that. All right, Virginia. We're here. Yeah. All right, so this is the first creepy thing down here. This is just like a weird small door. This leads to this. If you go in and look up, it's it just goes up indefinitely. And this isn't where that ladder goes to? I don't think it is. Hmm. They were actually thinking that that ladder might go down to like a drop ceiling. Mm. Almost like a dead end kind of thing. I kind of wish I'd crawled down that ladder. I smell bacon. I mm. smell like bacon or something. Could be the like the chart. Like I smell bacon. I smell. 
Open it and, and it's not so much in there, but close it then. Yeah, it's no biggie. Like when I closed it, it's when I. Yeah, like when you close it. it smells of bacon. Maybe it's because we didn't get it yet. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Why would that smell of bacon? I don't know. I smell it too. I mean, it has a sort of a cooked fat kind of smell to it. So this is the back secret stairwell. This leads us back up to where we started. Okay. We ready to do that? Yeah. But what we did find is so weird. In that little room behind the shelf, you open the door and you close the door and I got hit in the face with bacon. The smell of bacon. The smell of bacon, yes. Not bacon itself. <laughs> that would have been a nice treat, but no, yeah, there's a, a smell of bacon emanating from what is a weird little space. I mean, you, you open the door and there's like a, a large metallic cylinder that goes up multiple stories. There's probably some sort of boiler at some point. Mm -hmm. So essentially, the like, a, like an old mini boiler closet, which is not used for that purpose anymore. Yeah. And it smells like bacon. It smelled like bacon. And so I'm thinking, well, there's, I don't know, this is weird, but, you know, maybe they'll tell us that, oh, Joe used to work here and he had bacon every day or something, you know what I mean? And, and he used to store his lunch on that shelf or something. You know, I'm thinking there might be an explanation for this. I guess what we heard instead was that there's been other strange smells coming yeah. uh, from that area. The, the executive director that was there, she had shared, she used to smell perfume there sometimes and... I forget what else she said. I think it's on the, one of the clips. They talk about oh, the different bacon. different things they smelled there. But but bacon was not one of them. And no one was cooking bacon. Nor we walked outside to see if anybody was outside cooking bacon or, you know, if there's a restaurant that was pumping that out. Not outside either. So that was very strange. So we go back up to the main floor and we talk to the staff. We tell them that the windows are open. We tell them that we smell bacon. They said there's no reason you should be smelling bacon. What could ring up there like a bell? I used the elevator only once, um, but the bell would have rung way down in the yeah. basement because I was taking a cart of supplies from here way down. This sounded like a down. little yeah. bell on a Christmas decoration. I know there's oh, Christmas no. Oh. decorations up there. <laughs> yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a Christmas bell ring for us up there. And you and you didn't hear it back where the elevator corner is. I don't think so. we were all the way. Oh, you were, we were all the yeah. way back. Yeah. Like by the showers that we showed you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You, there's no there. way you would have heard the elevator. The only decorations are in that and room. Was, and the yeah. elevator door was like a Christmas bell. No, it sounds no, like this sounded because we. I started moving all the boxes hoping to like okay. make the sound again. I couldn't. I don't yeah, know I thought maybe we shook the floor and, do, and I was like. Don't we have some old Christmas decorations for the yeah, department? But they're in the main floor, like the main space. I mean, there's a I mean, lot there, of there boxes are of decorations. Christmas decorations. But like I said, I was kind of moving a little bit. No, I couldn't make it. I don't recall any bells. The other no. thing is, there's a window open up there. It's no. open again. Yes. Yeah, so the, in in the, the far right in the newspaper room. Oh, in the newspaper. There's room. one of the top windows that opens to outside is open now, and we were in that oh, room multiple times, and it's not. That it wasn't not open. open earlier. It's open. Yeah. It is open now. That happens up there. Windows do open up there. Yeah, that's what yeah. they were saying on the tour. So. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you <laughs> saw the one where it's duct tape. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we talked about that. We're up Let there. And we went back to the newspaper room. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I in there. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how it's, it's, it's high up. It's when yeah. it's all the way up. I don't know how we close that one. I'm in there a lot. You use that stick. Okay. That's on. That's up there. James and I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't even have like a string on or anything to open it. Yeah, that's weird. It's just open. Okay. So we didn't I've open. I've never it. seen that. We did not open it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did hear just one anomalous. Sound. Could have been something settling, but we did hear one anomalous sound as soon as we came up. We were talking a little bit, and we heard all the way across in the in the first room when you come up. Yeah. It's just like a I hear things in that first room a lot. Mm -hmm. Don't know if it's something settling or what, but we did hear something. It definitely yeah. was something, yeah. you know. And fingers crossed, we got the bell on tape. And yeah, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Did you guys go into the children's department yet? We, we, we came down the elevator and then came through that area. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Yeah. That's where we have a lot of activities in the children's yeah. department. Yeah. Yeah. Now the lights. I, I don't know. I left a light on because yeah. I was dropping stuff. Okay. Off. All right. Just letting yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, if somebody wants, we will go back up with somebody if they want to close the window. You know, somebody wants company. Good idea. Zach's like, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will see you guys later. Thanks okay. you guys you. for coming. Yeah. Good to meet you, folks. See Because you were on the tour with us, right? Yes. I don't remember that window being open. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Yeah. yeah. What would smell of bacon down there? Bacon? Uh, there's a strong smell of bacon down there. Absolutely nothing. Bacon? Bacon. I'm not kidding. We should go back down there and see if it still smells that way. Yeah. Like, like what room? Pink stomach bacon. The, like the break room? The, no, in the basement where yeah. the hallway, where it goes back the hallway, yeah. and there's the little door with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the armpit closet. I don't know what would smell like bacon in there. It smells yeah, that like, smells like bacon. bacon. But that's the one that on, on our uh, People smell cigar smoke and perfume in there. Mm -hmm. This, like, hardcore bacon. Like, because I was like, do you smell bacon? Or am I just hungry? And then John went, he's like, no, this smells it's like bacon. bacon. It smells well, like where bacon. Where was that at? I know what bacon is. In the basement. <laughs> Down where I smell the cigar smoke and the perfume sometimes. In the armpit closet. Yeah. Staff closet where the lights went out on us. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, no one's like. No. <laughs> I think you got a whole crew. There's no reason it should smell of food. Of bacon. Kind of like no. Especially yeah, uh, unless there's some, some kind of like combination of like blue or like paper or something. That's like no. really, really, really strange. No, this is distinctly bacon. Like, right. that, that's just. Let's go close this. We're all going to follow you. Because we all want to go back up. So in the next clip. Allison Hebner, Zach Lipsky, Nicole Forrest, and Caitlin Johnson. When we told them about the open windows, everybody there wanted to go up and see the open window because they were, I won't say pleasantly surprised, but they were kind of like, wow, this stuff, you know, we did not expect anything to happen, which we were pretty much the same. We didn't expect anything to happen necessarily yeah. while we were there. So we go up with the whole crew back to the attic to check the windows and so forth. We'll go ahead and play this. There's a lot happens in this clip, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Down here? Nope, over this way. Other way. Right there. Oh, that was not open before. No. I've never seen that one open. I promise you, we. I don't know how we would have done it, but we did not open that. I promise you. Yeah. I've seen some of those open, but not that one. Does it latch? I don't know if you'll be able to get it latched. I don't know. 
So that's not open normally? No, I'm, I'm up here more times than I can count. I don't think it was open when we came up for the I'm, tour. I'm 100% sure it wasn't open This one's open too. Where? That was not open a second ago. Where? No, no. Holy crap. No, because we looked at them all. Yeah. We checked them all. That was not open. How did we not hear that? Nope. We, that was, no. We looked straight down this line. There was only oh, one open. Yeah. Wow. Someone's playing jokes on us. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I, I will say, like, honestly, some people call us out and they'll say, you know, this place is haunted. <laughs> and, yeah, okay, maybe. A lot of times, there's a lot of people. Yeah. There's energy and stuff happens, you know. Yeah, sure. But I'm fairly impressed here. Yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. This is, uh, yeah. yeah. I would you, love to come see, back. Did you see the secret ladder again? Did you do the yeah. big step no. up? Have you, has anyone gone down that ladder? No, it's sorely tempted, but they told me it wasn't. Yeah, John was saying. Can we do it? Can we do it? I'll do it right now. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go check it out. All right. I will be really, really careful, but I really want to go down. It would, be, it would be great if someone was here shining light like, down as I'm going. Okay. I can do that. Oh, no, but you're going down? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Please, please, please be careful. Uh, I'm with you on that side of it. <laughs> Obviously, I could be right with this. How's that? It's just good to know. Are you still recording, Tim? I am recording. Okay. <laughs> get video Hopefully, you're not going to get my last moments. <laughs> John is going in a tolt, and we don't know where. So no one has done this before? No. No, no one. Should I go downstairs to see where he comes out? Oh, okay. no. Well, if you go down to the children's department, to the break room, can you, once you're down wow. there, can you knock on a couple walls and you can see where you hear the knocking? And we can figure out where it goes okay. out to? If it goes all the way to Basin, that's a long climb. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it would only go down to maybe the mezzanine. Like, where in the mezzanine? I don't know. Because where are we over? There's a little secret room right here. Is there? Is no. there really? No. no. Can I go down too? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm expendable. Can I go? No, you're not expendable. You all are stuff. You're not expendable, Zachary. No. I'm expendable, please. No. Where are we going, please? Your mother won't kill me. What are you seeing down there, John? Not a whole lot. It's kind of a dead end. Mm. Okay. Toward the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's not as far as the basement. There's no way that goes down to the basement. No, that could only be one floor. It's just a weird little space. Why did they make this? I don't know. Are you okay, Oliver? Okay. The only thing I can think of is if some of these pipes are crucial. Hey, there's nothing down there. There's really nothing down here. There's this weird little room I'll get a picture of and can show you guys. Awesome. You Thank don't you. smell bacon, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Turn your light off. Turn your light off. Turn your light off. Turn your light off. off. Turn off. What the hell? Look at this, guys. What's that? There's a light in the back. Turn your lights off. Do you mind? Do you mind if I open no. it to see what it is? No, not at all. I just look. Hey, turn your light off a sec. There's a light on in that bag. Oh. That was not on that when we were up on. here no, before. Was it? Do you want me to see what it is? Yeah, we can. Yeah. So. Oh, yes, everyone's first one we investigated. It's one of the candles. Is it? It's uh, one of the, the Christmas decorations. They twist. Is. Yeah, they mm. twist. They twist? You have to twist it significantly for it to turn on. That was not on when we were here. That was not on. That's yeah. So there's a light going on in this I am, place, guys. I am absolutely <laughs> impressed. Thank you for having us out here. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming. It's worth the drive, seriously. Well, yeah.
and it's kind of rewarding because this is that is the first like concrete thing and the windows is the first concrete thing I've seen okay. because it's hard to tell your friends and family that your library is haunted when all, when it's all feelings. Did you show them and, the trunks? Oh no I didn't get to show you this oh. video. It's only six minutes you're gonna see this car trunk pop open. Oh I, he was talking about him. Wait. Three, two, one. There it goes. Wow. All on its own. And he, and he said it happened to more than one car. Yeah. And all different makes, different models, different years, because it happened to yes. Allison's car, which is an older car. It happened Why to, like, the first one it happened to. I walked room outside and wow. thought somebody broke into my car. That's the little room down on the next floor. What? So some piping in there, but it's like a weird little room. Is that a window? So when I'm standing here, it's yeah. six feet tall because I'm six one, and my edge is precious. And I step down there, and it's like eight feet, and there's a little window that's boarded oh, up. What? That's wild. Okay, I smell bacon again. I smell something. That's weird. I do too. I just smell it. It smells like food. You smell bacon? Yeah. 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 That's what we were smelling down in the basement. Oh. I heard shuffling down here where you guys were doing your thing in the creepy crawly space. The, um, the car trunks, three of them, one was our director, Mindy's car, uh -huh. brand new car, one was a patron's, one was Allison's, which is an old... Um, I forget what make, but it's just a sedan. This happened around, I want to say, it was hurricane season. It was when we were getting a lot of rain, so end of September, early October. It's on again. <sighs> or another one's it's on. A, it's a different one. It's wow. a completely different one. I laid this one back on the top, and this one's buried. My goodness. That's pretty awesome. I've got chills now. Can we, can we? I have chills. I yeah. Oh, that's totally thing. fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I totally have chills like that. That <laughs> seeing it the one time is one thing, but I, my sister's gonna. Freak. We just walked away. <laughs> so for the listeners, the, what would happen was we had we're up in the attic again. We came up to close the windows that were open that shouldn't have been open, that were not open when we were up here for the tour, and we walked into one room and we came back into this room and I saw something kind of glowing. And it turned out to be a Christmas decoration, which is what we think we heard with a little bell. And the, it was turned on. And then it was turned off. And then we walked away for a second, turned back, and it was on again. It turned on again. No. Yeah. A different, a different one came back now. Yeah. No. We, we turned our back, walked three steps. I happened to glance back. It's on. It's on, it's on again. It wasn't the same one. It's a different one. Is it? Wait. Is it on right now? No. I was waiting to see if it. First of all, the windows. The one window was open, and yep. while we were there, we noticed another window was open that definitely wasn't open when we were up there yeah this is so amazing <laughs> now i think I, I i forget if it was caitlin i forget who comments on the recording they they seem to think it opened while we were there that it had opened since we had gone into that room oh interesting i missed that yeah now i i don't know because i didn't i didn't clock it you know what i mean i i know we yeah. looked at all of them because we wanted to see what were what was open when we were up there and when we came back, you know, two were open. There was just one that we saw initially. 
I don't know when that second one opened. Sometime between the time that we were up there and noticed the one was open and the time we came back. So when they say that something there opens windows, something there opens windows, you know, we, we yeah. absolutely experienced that. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's such a tangible thing to have happen that, you know, that's it's like almost not even open to interpretation. Like, yeah. yeah. There, was no, there was no one else up there. The windows were open when they weren't before, just briefly before, so... So for some reason, John decided to climb down the hole to nowhere. <laughs> for some reason, for the sake of adventure and, and curiosity. It's funny because it's just like at first, the first time we went to look at it, you're like, I kind of want to climb down there, but I guess I shouldn't. And I was kind of like, yeah, probably not. Later on, we were talking about something and you're saying, I wish I would have climbed down in that hole. <laughs> so when we went up again, you got your chance and you actually went down. Yeah. Again. I felt like if I didn't go, if I didn't see what was down there, it was going to bug me. Mm. And I, I was going to leave thinking about that for some reason. Didn't find any bodies down there? There were no bodies down there. Uh, it was, I mean, such a weird, like areas like that in that building are so weird because it was, I guess, renovated multiple times. And so. Yeah, the layout that, of the building is weird, right? Like there's little yeah. doors to nowhere and, and secret stairways and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, and this was and this was like a ladder that went down two stories to a dead end, but one story down there was essentially a tiny little secret room there that was probably like a remnant from before the renovation, but basically got walled off. So that was like a, a basically a little concrete room that was tall enough for me to stand in with a window to who knows where that was like closed up and ported over. Hmm. It was neat. I mean, there was nothing in there that was like particularly creepy or spooky. Or Not like a, like a half-eaten meal that was still warm or anything. <laughs> no, no, there was there, there was no like um, broken baby lawn, dolls. You're right, or lawn chair with um, grandmother shawl on it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was just basically a, an empty space. Hmm. But I, the thing that kept bugging me in my head is is I was thinking that if I was gonna sneak into the library and live there like behind the walls where no one would know that would be the spot. Sure. Yeah. And what a great place. Like it would be like the, uh, what was the children's book where the kids go and, and stay at the museum overnight? Yeah. I forget what that was. Yeah. Called, but... I know they talk about it in rural Tenenbaums too, but I think it's based on that little section of rural Tenenbaums is based on a, a children's book. Yeah. I mean, you could live in the library. How cool would that be? Yeah. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of neat. I was glad I got to go down there and explore it. And then the staff seemed pretty pleased that they actually got to hear and see via my photos what was down there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, the, ironically, the topper on the cake, so to speak, was these so candles. Yeah. I mean, it was so weird. So when we were up there, the lights were out. I think we might have had one little flashlight between us. We didn't take a lot of lights up with us. We would have noticed if that light was on when we were in that room. Especially because yeah. when I went back to retrieve the recorder, I don't think I had any light at all. Because I, I thought, I'm, I'm just going to walk back and grab the recorder. I would have seen that candle if it was on. Yeah. And we're talking about a little, like a Christmas decoration candle. I guess they're battery operated. Not like a, you know, no flame was involved. But right. it was not on. I'm confident it was not on when we were up there before. We spent a lot of time in that room with the lights out. I absolutely would have noticed it. And yet when we walk him back through... I happened to, I just, I don't know how I caught it, but I was just like, oh, turn your lights off, turn your lights off. I told everybody to turn their lights off. And there it was, glowing in this bag. This candle was on. That was weird yeah. enough. Yeah. But then Caitlin turned it off. 
and we're talking a little bit, and we're walking away from it, and I, I don't even know what, why I glanced back. I just happened to, like, something told me to just, like, look back. And I looked back at it, and it was on again. Well, it was actually, and it was a different one in the bag, because there was, like, a bunch in the bag. I, she emailed me afterwards, and she said she wasn't 100% sure it was a different one. She said, after all, it might have been the same one, but, okay. you know, who knows? Either way, it was off. <laughs> it was off, and it was on again. Yeah. Very, very weird. And, and she said, you really have to twist it to turn it on. It's not like a hair trigger, you yeah. know, for that thing to come on. That was amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, when, I, when you at first when that happened, I wasn't even sure what I was seeing. I just felt like there was this strange, almost impossible glow in front of me in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so my eyes adjusted, and I realized what it was I was seeing. Yeah, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was either. That's what you, Caitlin's like. Can, can I? Can I see what it is? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I don't. You know, I'm not I'm not saying don't touch it. I just it was just interesting to me. I was like trying to wrap my head around it because it wasn't there before. Like the, the thing yeah. was not lit before. It was so cool. It was such a neat so night. Cool. I really had a great time. Again, we always go into these things, you know, not expecting much and you can't make the stuff dance for you. You know, sometimes yeah. you go and, and things, it doesn't mean it's not haunted if nothing happens. You know, a lot of times just nothing happens while you're there. It's just the way things are. But things certainly happened while we were there. Yeah, it was a really cool night. Such a neat space up there. Like such, I mean, the old building, just adds to sort of the, the feel and then to have these things happen. Yeah. It's definitely for, it's kind of a, a first for me to have that level of sort of activity. Yeah. It was really, really, really neat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to thank Caitlin again for inviting us and to the Pottstown Regional Public Library in general for having us there. Hopefully we'll get to go back. If we do, we're bringing as many recorders as we can and we're going to put them everywhere. Absolutely. Just put them on every floor and just have them going all the time and see what we capture. It's the Pottstown Regional Public Library. Once again, I'll have a link in the show notes. If you can donate, help them out, that'd be a great thing. I'd be really happy about that. And like John said, it's always a good thing to support your public libraries. Absolutely. So riverbendcomics.com, you'll put that Department of Truth on sale, right? Department of Truth 15. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Love the... Get some of those in the mail and into people's hands if they haven't gotten them yet. So there's signed copies, there's unsigned copies, there are uh, still copies left that have uh, the exclusive Mothman trading card that Tim did. Super cool. So it makes a nice companion with the book. So awesome. You just just going to put everything on sale? Yep, everything on sale. Awesome. Great. Fantastic. So if you didn't get my Mothman cover, head on over to RiverbendComics.com and grab that. And John, come back soon. I'll be here. We'll see what we'll talk to. All right, Allison. Yeah. I mentioned this book. I didn't know the name of the book. I know you you were like your hand was up. You were like, <laughs> I'm gonna make a reference to the Welcome Back Cotter here. You're yeah. like Horshack, you're going, ooh, ooh, ooh. I would never do that. I know. But in my head I was going, I know the book. He's trying to grasp, grasp for. Yes, and it, this book was. It is from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. And that's the one about the kids? The kids who run away from home and live at the Met for a month. And it's the one that they are referencing in the Royal Tenenbaums, where she and her brother show up at the museum. And spend the summer there or something. Yeah. Like you could live in this library, in the secret room, if you wanted to. In Pottstown. Mm-hmm. 
probably easier than the Met. Probably. Because I feel like now the Met has upped their game knowing that kids do run away oh, to spend yeah, the summer they, there. Yeah, they probably on the lookout for that. But in typical 70s or late 60s fashion, these kids are going for a month and the most trouble they get into is like trying to evade guards mm-hmm. and not that hopefully someone's looking for them. <laughs> a lot of standing on toilet. And exactly. Toilet, the door shut. And then they use... Um, Wishing well money to get to purchase things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Squatters. <laughs> I know you like an on-theme curiosity of the week. I do like an on-theme curiosity. This one's so on-theme. And I'd like to take credit like I came up with it. I stumbled on it. <laughs> I just pulled it out. Like, hey, look, this works. Um, and that's what we call a serendipity. Mm. So this is a, uh, a famous piece of artwork. You knew the artwork when I showed it to you. Yeah, it's, it's called the bookworm. And this is like a a little version of it, but with the sign for the bookstore and the kind of tucked into it. Yeah, it's a a trade card, not a trading card. Yeah, it's a trade Trade card, card. which is popular Victorian into the 20th century advertising, where you have like artwork on one side, usually some sort of pleasant thing to make you want to keep it. Mm -hmm. And then the other side would have the address of the, the business. Kind of proto trading cards, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they—I mean—and they actually usually have amazing artwork on them, and you really do want to keep them. And yeah. that's why you can buy boxes of them now because people are like, "I can't get rid of this." Yeah, they, they survived. Yeah, I like that. Sometimes they're on theme. This mm-hmm. one's on theme for the shop. Yeah, this one. This is for John Pennington and Sons' old, rare, and quaint books, which I just read about. Was apparently quite the spot for the elite Philadelphians of the Victorian era and. Charles Sumner, who I don't know if you know, was beaten on the floor of the house for his abolitionist views. <laughs> mm. He was a frequent patron, and it just made that the seem like just a lot more more cool to me. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Plus, I I always love the um, black, red, and gold, which is like yeah, it looks cool. It's a really great uh, cool color scheme. I will put an image of this in the show notes at strangefamiliars.com. If you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this and other curiosities of the week. But anything you purchase at our Etsy store or our friend's Etsy store will help a small business. Absolutely. At our Etsy shop, you can get copies of my book, artwork, t-shirts. We have both the Glow in the Dark Awoken Tree t-shirts and the classic Blue Awoken Tree t-shirts. I believe we have all sizes, small through 3X, in both designs right now. We are not going to make the Awoken Tree design in Glow in the Dark again. I left that door open in case they sold really well. I was going to do a second run. Mm-hmm. But now we're going classic only. It looks like this is it. So if you want a glow in the dark shirt, don't wait. You want to jump on those. I think they make great Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. as do my books. A little light in these dark times. <laughs> oh, because of the glow in the dark shirt. Yeah. Uh, all of my books are on Etsy. They come signed if you get them from Etsy. My art book, you can get on Etsy. That's not on Amazon. I can't figure out how to get it on Amazon. I've been trying to get that on Amazon. It's not on Amazon, but you can get it from Etsy. And you can also get it at Riverbend Comics. John has copies as well. And all the copies that John has, I've signed. And it matters not to me whether you get it from me or John. Either way, that's great. Our shop name is Lost Grave. If you type in Strange Familiars, our stuff will come up. You can find John at riverbendcomics.com. Chad is on Etsy with his shop, Rock Rabbit Outdoors. And our friends at Karmic Garden are on Etsy as well with their shop. Help a small business this holiday. Sounds like a good idea, right? It does sound like a good idea. All right. Got anything else, Allison? I'm good. All right. 
just want to remind everybody about The Flowered Path. It's my new side podcast. <laughs> my sidecast. Yeah. Uh, you can find that at thefloweredpath.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can give us a follow and a like and all that good stuff, I'm just trying to get that started, so that would help out a lot. I'd like to also add it's now not just for Catholics. Really? Yeah. I listened to it, and I'm not Catholic, and it was still enjoyable. Good. I'm glad about that. Now, did you take in any of the information, or was it just an ASMR session for you? <laughs> a little both. <laughs> I won't quiz you. Don't worry. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, Music Books, Art, Podcast, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group. And we're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars, one word. Please give us a follow. I'm desperate for followers. <laughs> my, my day is made, and I see a new follower. I just go, oh, I can live. That's a little desperate. I know. I kid, I kid. No, please make an old man happy. <laughs> Give us a like and a follow everywhere. Just everywhere. Follow us everywhere and like us everywhere. Uh, we're also on the web at the old strangefamiliars.com. I remember that place.
Yeah.